Here we are, high atop a carved monument, looking out over all of America and the world. It's the Mount Rushmore Podcast. <laughs> the Mount Rushmore Podcast consists of myself, Jeff, and Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. We are a rank podcast. By that, not because we smell, but because we rank things, the top four of any given topic. And this episode's topic is the Mount Rushmore of what, Michael? Of the real Mount Rushmore. Uh, Redux. Redux. We couldn't figure out how to say it, so we had to go to the internet for it. <laughs> Thank you, internet. Sorry. And the Wikipedia woman who, as a... Uh, Jimmy, what's his head, is begging us for money. She's one of once hanging back and pronouncing everything for us. It, this is an opportunity for us to once again examine those faces which are carved on the monument, uh, and they are American presidents, and examine which other American presidents could be on that monument. Basically, this is our 150th episode, oh 150. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. 150 weeks in a row. Wow. We have, we've given out... A new Mount Rushmore. <laughs> and every 25 episodes or so, we kind of look at the monument itself and say, uh, well, could we put a different president on there? Like yeah. the real one or different depiction of depictions of it. And or so, the worst ones. Or for the example, worst ones. One. Or, or the fictional ones. ones. We, yeah. take, we take the mountain a little literally uh-huh. uh, rather than kind of just uh, having kind of four interesting choices or the four most outstanding selections. Yeah. So, on this episode, which was, I guess, technically mine, because I came up with these, gar- <laughs> these yeah. garbage topic yeah. ideas, is what if we wiped Mount Rushmore clean mm-hmm. and had to put four brand new presidents on Mount Rushmore? And you couldn't, you can't choose like George Washington and three others. Yeah, you have to f- four completely different presidents that then are currently depicted. Yeah. Do, oh, this brought up some interesting. Um, uh, research. I know you guys do a lot of research, but uh, we have lived with this monument for so long that the faces that are carved in seem to be the most ubiquitous choices. Of course, these are the ones that are chosen, but there was lots of debate about the number of faces that were going to be carved upon it and which faces that were going to be carved upon it. And why. And why. And then uh, also... What could they do to acknowledge the fact that there were more important people other than those four is shaping our nation. And I did not know about the Hall of Records that's carved behind Lincoln's head. Mm. There is a 70-foot tunnel that goes, uh, it's closed to From tourists. From his nose to his ear. <laughs> it's through, so it's so empty in there. The sinuses. Yeah. He's got to blow those out every once in a uh, while. But the, uh, the, it was intended by Gutzen Borglum um, to extend the historical, uh, or sorry, the record-keeping nature of it and to be a place... Uh, where we could add in more information about these important people. And people other than presidents were suggested for the monument and actually suggested be put into this Hall of Records. Um, Ben Franklin was one person. Susan B. Anthony was a person who was uh, uh, suggested. So that was pretty interesting to learn that, you know, um, if if some people had had their way, this big chunk of rock would be this... uh, I guess well, like one of those little things you get at a dime store where you draw on it and then you lift up the plastic and, <laughs> right. and you can wipe away the faces. So, um, yeah, uh, I think inside it says there's some porcelain tablets that are inside a teak box that are covered behind 1,200 pounds of granite that are these 
written records. This sounds like a plot for a Nicolas Cage film. No, for sure. Okay, okay. Speaking of Gutzen Borglum, the carver of the Mount Rushmore Monument, whose son ended up completing the monument, uh, there is a uh, gimmick that we're introducing. Uh, we've done a little bit in 2018. It's going to be more prevalent in 2019, where I have the Borglum back, a repository of the choices that I think are pretty damn good choices. And if these guys choose any of them, they will get extra points. So I have put inside the Borglum bag my choices. And now we'll get started. Richard, you go first. And we should explain the new scoring system, too. Okay, okay. Uh, the scoring system is thus. Formally, each uh, choice would be worth one point, whether it was awarded to Michael, Richard, a guest, or myself. Now the scoring system will increase in value each round. So first round is one point, second is two, third is three, four is four. And were any individual to pick a choice that I have in the Borgland bag, points double. So you would get four if you chose uh, one that I chose on the fourth. So you would get eight if you chose a Goodson Borgland bag choice on the fourth round. I hope that's clear as mud. It, there's plenty of strategy now involved. Okay, okay, okay. It, it, it's getting very, yeah, very game theory okay, in this okay. business. All right, yeah. So uh, Michael kind of chose it. So Richard, you'll kind of start. All right. So my first choice is James Monroe, or as Ted uh, Ted Knight would say, Monroe. <laughs> Monroe. <laughs> oh, too close for comfort. What a terrible show. Brilliant. No, it's terrible. Um, so I mainly chose James Monroe because of the Monroe Doctrine. Oh. One of my favorite doctrines. Yeah. It's, it's oh. top, top, top doctrine. Top doctrine. <laughs> ten? Doctrines? Yeah, top ten doctrines. For sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Monroe Doctrine, which was essentially that countries in the, in, in the Americas had the right to freedom and the right to defend themselves against colonialism, and that we would support countries in that fight. Mm-hmm. Really, I, th- I think as much as anything that happened in the early part of the U.S., the U.S.'s founding, in the early years of, of it being a country, established a path that the country has, has either followed or chafed against for the next 200-plus years. But it's this thing that's been sort of set in stone, and then various administrations either have to fight one way or the other, either towards it or against it, isolationism or, you know, being an, an act global actor. And so I think just for that alone, I think Monroe was so important as a president. That's why I'm choosing him. Do you have an idea of, is one of these choices one that you think could actually preempt a, a current Rushmore? Or do you think, no, we're talking about fifth slot, sixth slot? Monroe is definitely a second tier one. Yeah, okay. that's why I'm choosing him. <laughs> that's why he went okay. first. You guys, do you think even the concept of what America was um, past? So Monroe pre Monroe predated Roosevelt, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. He was the fifth president. Sixth president. Okay. Sixth fifth, fifth. You're right. Or fifth. Fifth. Okay. You're right. So uh, the idea he's shaping up this concept of what the United States is going to be and what it's not going to be and how it will interact with its allies that has a long-lasting impact. Um, but it's not like... Um, do you think it was innovative? Do you think it was something that presaged uh, a lot of... That, that, that took a lot of forethought? Yeah, I mean, I think that... 
I think it was part of this. I think it's all tied in with the idea of expansion that the United States was going through at the time. Okay. You know, you, the, the, under Monroe, we acquired Florida. We acquired. Uh, oh, oh no! Wait. Hold on a second. Shake, never mind. But should I just <laughs> oh. get him off of Mount Rushmore right now? Whoops. <laughs> um, we acquired basically everything along the forty-second parallel, all the way out to the Pacific Ocean. That's one of our best parallels. That's yeah. Hard That's to find it. Doctrines and parallels. Hard to find something equal to that parallel. Equal. That's unparalleled or unparalleled. Yeah. Um, he also um, has had the capital Liberia named after him. Oh. Monrovia named after him. Because he was, well, maybe this isn't so great. (laughs) He, uh, he, uh, he advocated for, uh, African Americans to basically have their own country. They can go back to in Africa. Oh, okay. And that's kind of how Liberia, Liberia got started. So that's, that's not so hot. Yeah. But, I, I, like I said, I, I, I went back and forth with choice number, what would be an eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went with Monroe just because I think that, again, the way that the country grew and the fact that it announced us as, even though our military really wasn't, I mean, we just gone through the War of 1812, our military really wasn't prepared to help these countries defend themselves. Yeah, yeah. But at least established us as wanting to be international players, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. International actors. Okay. All right. Uh, comes out swinging with James Monroe. I looked uh, up to see if he had a beard like yours. No. I thought maybe it was a beard-related choice. Mm, that would have been a... Clean shaven. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What do you got, Michael? Like Richard, I wanted to have someone on there that was uh, a founding father as well. So I have James Madison. Who, who was- is in the Borg Lumbag? Oh, right. Oh, my God. Are you sure you don't have Dolly Madison? <laughs> like literally Dolly lady. Madison. His lady. No, I mean, I meant like the cupcakes the and cupcake. the zingers. Hold on. I got, a, I got a cupcake cannon. I'm going to shoot it out into the audience. All right, everybody, make some noise. Who wants a zinger? She makes a hell of a singer pastry she makes cake. a hell of a singer. This is what I have written down right okay, here. Okay, why did you choose? Uh, he was... Because he can do a wicked burnout <laughs> in his Camaro. <laughs> that's, jo- that's Joe Biden. That's Play a sweet vice patch, diamond Joe Biden. A, a, lot of the, <laughs> a lot of the founding fathers have their hands all over the literal yeah, creation they, yeah. of the United States. Yeah, they did. Uh, in the Revolutionary War and in the writing of like, you know, the Constitution mm-hmm. and the Bill of Rights. And uh, James Madison was known as the father of the Constitution. He was the guy that was like, we got to get our country in order. Yeah. We got to write this down on paper. Then, you know, send it up to the cloud. We yeah. can hang yeah. it forever. <laughs> It'll be safe up in the cloud. But he... Um, Versus as- the other uh, 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 founding fathers, like, ah, we'll just wing it. We don't need to write this down. No, guys, we got to write this. No, we're going to forget it. They were like, we're going to wig. We're gonna just going to wig it. Yeah. Um, yeah, as the father of the Constitution, he was also uh, Secretary of State for the Louisiana Purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our best purchases. Yeah, unparalleled. We got... You know what France threw in? We got Zatarans. 
The spice. Oh, wow. It's the spice. It, the French can no longer use Adirondacks. It's an American thing now. Are you, you got serious? That in the oh, that's Purchase. ours. Yeah, it's ours. Oh, now. wow. Mm. Also, Popeye's chicken. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of the founding fathers, unfortunately, have a iffy yeah. sort of relationship with slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Also, with kind of Native mm-hmm. Americans. Yeah. Although he had a lighter touch in terms of how to deal with uh, Native Americans. Instead of giving them smallpox blankets, he just gave them flu-ridden blankets. (laughs) He he kind of adopted a a policy of trying to civilize the people and indoctrinate them into a more American and white society Mm -hmm. versus someone like Andrew Jackson, who was just like, "Uh, let's just get rid of them. Let's just yeah. kill them all. And uh, I don't like these uh, Native Americans. That's my Andrew Jackson voice, I guess. That's good. Um, thank you. Uh, Historically accurate, I, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so he had a, a, a lighter touch, not that it was necessarily less racist, but it, you know, at least he wasn't like, go kill them all. He kind yeah. of wanted to preserve the natural environment around them and for them. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not easy. It's tough because... You can say George Washington, easy pick, number one. You can say uh, Thomas Jefferson, easy pick, yeah. number two. And then for the other you know, four, five, six founding fathers, it's kind of like, well, they're good, not great. Mm-hmm. I can't, I, you know, both of us seem to have downplayed our first choice a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Well, I'll tell you why I chose James Madison, um, because I chose the, this four based on the reputation for partying. And James Madison and his baller wife, Dolly, used to throw a White House party every week for hundreds of people for both terms that he was president. So every week, they threw a party in the White House for hundreds of people called Mrs. Madison's Wednesday Nights. Uh-oh. And I like that they partied a day earlier. You know, Thursday's usually like the like like kickoff, yeah. yeah. going out four-day weekend thing. Yeah. Um, so it's hump day. Maybe that's the thing that they're like, well, let's get it on. The only requirement for admission, you had to be introduced to the Madisons personally or through a letter of recommendation. So basically like Facebook. Right. You like friends through a friend. Like you have two friends or something in common. So regular folks could actually hang with them. And snuff. She had snuff. He took, he would, Mm. it's cocaine, I think, basically. Mm. So, Mm. so right on. Okay. Uh, Richard, what do you got? My second choice is JFK. Whoa. Um, didn't seem that surprised by that, Jeff. He was more of a whoa instead of a, yeah. a legitimate whoa. Yeah. No, because this is like, um, he was also going to be on the party list. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm surprised. Yeah. If, if if you're just picking by, by, by partiers. Yeah, but he was more like frat, you know, like. Frat boy? Well, like, like a, was father, was a grandfather? Was a bootlegger? Father. Father was a bootlegger. Yeah. And. But I think he was more of a kind of a fraternizer, ah, you yeah. know, like yeah. uh, like drinking some wine and jumping in the pool with the White House interns. Interns, right? Yeah, yeah Marilyn Monroe in the Oval Office. Probably less interested in partying with you. Than totally, he is with no, your he doesn't want to hang out with me. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So why did why did you pick him? Well, I picked him because I think he, what he represented, which was promise. Mm-hmm. and kind of promise cut down early. Also, I want to see what they do with the back of his head. Yeah, in the, with the sculpture, <laughs> if they do anything. That's so funny. That leads into my next pick. But oh, that's, does it? That's great. <laughs> that um, is great. 
you know, I, I pick, maybe he and Lincoln could be back to back. Back. Oh, no, they're not on the same spot. Yeah. But, but where's this? Where is the second Rushmore going? Is it like right behind the first Rushmore? Maybe we can just have. You know, they are connected. You know, Lincoln's. No, you know what they do? They they um, they just take a, a hacksaw and just chop the faces down, right off, and then they kind of glue on and cement on like a blank face, and then they just chip it's away. It's like again. a face off, like the montage and face off when it's Travolta exactly becomes like the cage. montage. <laughs> <and face-off. laughs> okay, JFK. Boy, uh, uh, he's all over this episode today. Who is uh, Nicholas Cage? Cage? Nicholas Nick Cage. Cage yeah. yeah, yeah. Huh? Who knew? Yeah. Who expected that? And he, he could have played James Monroe or James Madison or JFK. He could have played anybody, Michael. Yeah, Let's that's be true. honest. And been <laughs> and been weird and terrible at all of them. <laughs> that's right. With anybody predating electronic recording, you don't you don't know that he didn't like totally overact and <laughs> emphasize every word in the script. Exactly. Uh, I so JF- want to free the slaves. <laughs> uh, JFK, you know, had to deal with as close as we ever got to nuclear war. Yeah, and managed to pull our asses out of the fire on that one. Yeah. So he gets buku points for me for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, took some halting steps towards civil rights, although, you know, his his. Track record with that was perhaps a bit spotty, at least in terms of being as strong of an advocate for mm-hmm. it as he could have been. But certainly he was probably more of an advocate than previous administrations had been. Yeah. Um, you know, worked with his brother to, and I, I'm saying this because I just got back from Las Vegas where I was at the Mob Museum. So learned quite a bit about how him and his brother probably screwed the, the, the Chicago mafia that got him elected over mm-hmm. and uh, put them on trial and put them in front of uh, the Senate and and worked hard to try and demob the country. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's it's a short track record. So I think it would, it, it would be tough to go just on the track record. I think what you're going off of is the potential and what what that could have meant for the country if he had lived and been elected for another term. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, does he get us out of Vietnam early? Does he push harder for civil rights in his second term? You know, where do we, where, where, where does his second term go? There's a, he's, a, he's a very much a, a turning point in history president, same as Martin Luther King Jr. was as an assassinated figure mm-hmm. that, you know, there are a few years of time where a lot of powerful political figures were assassinated and what would have the world been if they had survived and what. Right. There yeah. was, it was a lot of, you know, kind of, you don't know. I think promise was a great way to kind of label them. I, I think that was one thing that was interesting about, like, the Gutsum Borglum is that he had his choices on there to represent things. You know, Washington was on there to represent the establishment of the nation. Jefferson was on there to represent the growth. Uh, Roosevelt, the development, and Lincoln, the preservation. And I think that being able to identify that Kennedy represented the promise of a nation coming out of, you know, uh, removed from, you know, 20 years removed from World War II, somewhere along the lines, in the middle of the civil rights movement, what this world, what America could have turned into would have been interesting. Right. And I mean, he's the first 
a lot of ways the first modern president. Yeah. How he yeah. how he campaigned, how he presented himself to the nation. He's the first TV president, mm-hmm. really. Vaguely good looking. If you squint. Sure. Yeah. Get there. He's also the first to think of uh the first Catholic president? First Catholic president. Yeah. Was interesting hearing a pre campaign interview with him where he was talking about people encouraging him to run as vice president and him saying that he thought it was funny. That's they said why is my being Catholic an asset as vice president? Well, it's to garner the Catholic vote. But I wouldn't want to run for an office in which they thought, because I'm a Catholic, I would not be a good candidate for president. Right. Because I'm not a Catholic. Because uh, now I'm not this kind of novelty sidecar thing. <laughs> and uh, think of LBJ as the first Southern president in a, in a guy who is not part of the uh, East, Northeast Aristocrat. Right, first uh, yeah. in a long time at yeah. least, yeah. So a guy who broke down some some barriers, although not ethnic ones, um, actual cultural cultural ones. Plus, uh, JFK totally banged Marilyn Monroe. Totally. In all the, so there's also a side that note, counts. Like, talk about the, the um, perhaps avoiding World War III, but uh, uh, hanging out at a dinner party with, with Ian Fleming and spending the time drinking and brainstorming how to kill Castro. <laughs> like, that's so fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, he, he went to Palm Springs and hung out with Sinatra. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty cool guy. Yeah. yeah. By, any, by any definition. Yeah. So, Michael, what's your second? Uh, mine is James K. Polk, the 11th president, who represented knowing when to get out of office. <laughs> Wow. Wow. You know, George Washington served two terms and he could have served as long as he wanted to. But he's like, you know what? I got two. I'm done. I got to set a precedent. James K. K. Polk uh, did everything that he wanted to do that he promised he would do Uh in one term. One and done. He even ran on that saying, I'm going to be president for four years. I'm going to do these five or six things and then I'm out. Uh, it reminded me of George H.W. Bush as a cartoon character on The Simpsons episode, Two Bad Neighbors, when he's typing his memoirs. And he says, and since I'd achieved all my goals as president <laughs> in one term, there was no need for a second. <laughs> but I love, uh, I love the idea that a guy is campaigning just, I got these ideas and that's it. I don't want to... I'm not in it for all the yeah. political power. He was also one of those weird kind of like middling presidents that everyone forgets who existed. Mm-hmm. Like the pre-Civil War, post-Founding Fathers was ones. Weird. There's just, a lot of bad presidents. There's a lot group. of like weird four, five, seven presidents. You're just like, I don't know. Garfield, yeah. Yeah. who? Taft, what? Fillmore. Hmm. Here are the things that uh, he said he the four things that he clearly defined as goals for his administration. Um, or reestablishment of the independent treasury system, uh, which was how they manage money. Um, reduce tariffs. Uh, acquire some or all of the Oregon country, or Oregon territory, and acquire California and New Mexico. He did all of those. He also um, had He's Texas, like Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> he is. His infinity stone. His estate gauntlet. Um, here's a picture of the United States before yeah, Mexico is in there, Republic of Texas, unorganized territory, and then <laughs> it was unorganized. And it was look slightly more <laughs> organized. 
Um, he's also on Mount Rushmore because he's one of the only presidents that re- requires you to carve out the back <laughs> of Mount Rushmore for a sweet ass. Oh yeah, that is, is party. In, that mold. is party, yeah, in, the party back, in the back. Right? If I've ever seen it. So when That's... you when you mentioned JFK needed to have a, a rear entrance, as I was amazed that it led immediately <laughs> to, to this stupid thing. You could as well. you could use Riff from Rocky Horror Picture Show as a model <laughs> for the thing if they didn't ran it up. Yeah, um, it also led to um, the acquirement of the California and New Mexico from Mexico. Uh, through the Mexican-American War, led to the Gadsden Purchase, which was another great purchase. That's a good purchase. Louisiana Purchase, Gadsden Purchase. What was the Gadsden pur- Purchase? Uh, it got a little bit of uh, parts of New Mexico, like, all along, like a little bit along the border. So was it, it really that great? It bought a little bit. Uh, you gotta, you Did know, they not want Arizona as part of this? You know, when you want to complete the set, you still have to, yeah. do, you still have to get like the little bits. Yeah. So did they not want Arizona as part of this? Did they also not want Arizona? Are you challenging um, Polk? A little bit. Polk off. <laughs> Polk, Polk off. Polk, the Polk off party. I'm, not, I'm just, no, it's just legitimately curious why they went, know. Went, wanted California and New Mexico, but not Arizona. Mm. I, mean, I don't blame them, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm more challenging yeah. Arizona than I am anything else. I oh, think, I, I, if anything, that's a plus for Polk that he decided, yeah, California, I'll take that and... Throw in New Mexico, you get the red and green sauces. That's good yeah. too. You think Arizona, he, you can Mexico, you can, you, can, you can keep that. Where is everyone going to retire to? <laughs> How about Phoenix? <laughs> I'm interested in the idea that someone runs on such a limited thing. You know, the president now is expected to do everything. He's at the control, the hand, you know, his yeah. hands on the economy. He's uh-huh. integral in you know, multi-nation yeah. contracts and deals and what all, you know, all this different stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, the world's biggest economy and most powerful nation on the world. At some point, we weren't that. At some point, we were just like, oh, the Americans. Eh, are they going to get involved in this war? I don't know. Mm, okay. Yeah. But, so for him to run on just doing a few things and then doing those few things and then leaving, yeah, it's kind of admirable. Yeah. I'm going to do, and I, I'm not a career politician. I'm not here to... To stay here forever. Dig it. We are at halftime, and that means we're going to implore you to go to our iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and iHeartRadio and Spotify and places and download, rate, and review our current and past episodes. We'd appreciate any kind of commentary you could leave. We really need uh, some feedback. We've been doing this for 150 plus episodes and would like to know which direction we can continue forging through to please our listeners. So we'd love to hear what you think. And you could also support podcasting in general by going out there and discovering all the fabulous things in the podverse. There's many wonderful shows you can listen to and subscribe to. And here's a promo for one of them. Well, my name's Kia. And my name's Les. We do a little podcast. And it's sure to impress. We talk about movies. And shows on TV. Overrated is what we say about originality. Well, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And a Squarespace website, notaboringsoup.cam. Check out new episodes of Not A Boring Soup every Friday, y'all. Soup sucks, but our podcast doesn't. And before we get back in the second part of our episode, the back nine, we would like to implore you to follow 
and dialogue with us on social media. That means going to Facebook, going to Instagram and Twitter, and then following us and talking to us and suggesting topics for future episodes. And then let us know what we missed on previous episodes. We'd love to find out how we can be... uh, um, We'd love to find out what your thoughts were on some of our previous topics. So we are now back, and Richard is going to let us know his third. One of the Gutzenborglum bag suggestions has been um, already um, uh, released from the bag. There's three more. What's okay. your third, Richard? Wow. I didn't know it had multiple. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So my third one's Barack Obama. Wait a minute. That's also not on, on the bag. List. That's on your, oh, the bag. Okay. It's also in the bag? No, no, it's not in the bag. What? It's not Jeff, in the bag. Uh-oh. What? No. I heard it too. Bros, I'm not. I heard it too. Yeah, Bros, I'm not. Uh, this is partying. Je- this is part. My bag is based on partying presidents. You wouldn't party with Barack Obama? Uh, you don't think he knows how to how to throw down a, J- you notice a, a I doobie? Did, you notice I didn't pick um, JFK, and I think Barack is more JFK-ish than hmm. JFK. So. Probably true. Jeff seems like the type of guy that calls him Barack Hussein Obama. Hussein. Make sure that you know what his middle name is. Yeah. Yeah. What's his real name? <laughs> no, Obama was the best. Maybe he wasn't the here's greatest president, one of the greatest presidents, but he was one of the best presidents. Here's, here's, and there, there's a difference yeah. between the two. I have a um, scoring question for you, Jeff. Okay. Uh, even I, if I had Obama as my fourth pick, because he chose it, it moves him up, right? To the third, I would assume. Yeah. So like if oh yeah because yeah. for if it's gonna be the highest system, yeah. yeah that's part of the game now too is if you choose something I can I do I took it, a point away you from took you. a point away from me if he ultimately ends up choosing uh, right. Obama okay all right just trying to make sure oh because it comes it scores at the initial slot right okay yeah. okay okay I love this game yeah this is getting more and more complex I hope that people have to listen to this podcast with a calculator <laughs> <laughs> well right to write you know boobs upside down on it <laughs> mostly. <Yeah>. But, <laughs> <laughs> Remember, if you mail in to us to the, the fan club, you'll get your own score sheet. That's right. And you can oh, keep score at home. home. Like I said, he wasn't the greatest president, maybe, but he was the best president, the best. or one of the best. Very presidential. He very presidential, and someone who, unlike the Bill Clinton feeling your pain, you actually felt like actually felt the pain of people. Yeah, agreed. like a very human president mm-hmm. in a way that most presidents just aren't there is a connectivity with him that he does very normal everyday stuff Mm -hmm. in terms of like he loved to do his i mean this this is this is we're in the non-policy portion of talking about his legacy right we're in the this is a guy that did his and you know ncaa picks and was excited to yeah. have a big board drawn up and stand up there and say who he thought was going to make it all the way to the why he men's thought basketball. North Carolina was going to win or something. Yeah, yeah. And a guy that releases <laughs> releases like what his favorite books are every year and what music he listened to, what songs were his favorite. It's a very human thing that you can't imagine certain presidents doing. Oh yeah, our current presidents, especially. I don't believe he has read a book or listens to any music. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he is a person that is so devoid of culture and so devoid of anything other than his own face yeah. that it's amazing that this person, Trump, was elected immediately after Obama and that somebody was a Obama Trump voter. That someone was like, I want this in my president and I also want this. Mm-hmm. This person that was so ultimately human and empathetic and another person that is so ultimately 
devoid of it. And he seems so joyous, full of life and motivated now, which in a way that I would find impossible if it was me and I had gone through eight years of yeah. hell that he went, that he got put through by racists and, and right-wing kooks and people thinking he's not American and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. The fact that he was able to come out at the other side and still, Unsca- at least on the surface, be positive. And unscathed. And unscathed by scandal. Right. For the most part. Unscathed by having never done really anything necessarily wrong other than wear a tan suit, eat spicy mustard, yeah. and be black. Is like, like that, <laughs> yeah. was, that was the thing that people didn't like held about against, him for the most part. Him. I mean, he was the one that literally parachuted in with SEAL Team 6 to kill Osama bin Laden. And he just had a whip and a knife tied to the end of it. Yeah, he did and he that. he did that. He did that. He literally did That's that. That's for real. That's in the record. They have that picture out of, of him sitting there with all his group, you know, with the crew, Biden yeah. and Hillary and all them. They were watching footage of him. He brought that back and was like, look what I did. Check what I, <laughs> got video. I got video of this. Watch on slow-mo. <laughs> That's why Hillary was like, <gasps> when I said I went to Starbucks, I wasn't at Starbucks. It was like... <laughs> It was like it was like Mortal Kombat three, and it was like watch this finish him, and you just watch it over and over. <laughs> yeah, he actually ripped Bin Laden's skeleton out I, of his body <laughs> and body slammed it. <laughs> what a great man! True story. <laughs> we should talk about some of his actual policies, whether it's getting us into the Paris Accords or uh, the, the economic recovery after like mm-hmm. the horrible uh, financial crisis. Well, is it bad to bail out the auto companies? Was that bad that he did that? Ultimately, I think it was... Ultimately, I don't know. It was a necessary evil, probably. Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah. I mean, ultimately, no one was held accountable for it, Mm -hmm. but the economy recovered. Yeah. It was a slow recovery, but eventually it recovered Mm -hmm. and still recovering because of it. Mm -hmm. I think there was a lot of... He seemed to be very good at being able to do everything and play both sides and understand that, like, I'm going to take a hit for this, but I'm going to take a hit for it no matter what. Yeah. Like he had to be, he had to do, you, you can't be everyone's saint at some point, yeah. I think. I think a, some of that race was a lens through which we observed it when that was, that's just been true with every president I've ever known is that there's a large contingent of people booing their every step. So, yeah, you know, that whole thing where, you know, people, people weren't dying because they didn't have health care. Yeah. Did that. That's a good thing too. That's a good thing. That's also a good thing. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, uh, so you both chose Barack Obama, and now Michael is going to let us know his fourth choice. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Also my choice, last yeah, choice. What be. the F? Oh, my God. Okay. What? You're not on your list? It's partiers. My list is based on partiers. <laughs> and? This is the party rush more. FDR could party hard. Do you think so? Well, yeah. I think he was in that wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. So party, much party. Party, party. party so hard. I had to sit down all the time. <laughs> so hung over from crushing it last night. Um, Why did you choose him? He literally parachuted in to Munich and killed Hitler. Wait a second. In his wheelchair. And his wheelchair had like the Mad Max spikes on the side. Oh, that's badass. No, you got that wrong, Michael. Oh, I'm sorry. Which he actually parachuted into Munich and gave Hitler polio. Two for that's oh, how he died. He got, he got him. Got him like three years cool before. He, he's like, you got, gave him polio. You got Delano'd. <laughs> <laughs> got Delano. Uh, FDR was. 
I mean, one, he had the balls to run for president four times and win president. Yeah. He had two of the biggest landslide victories in American presidential mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. Basically, everyone was like, yeah, we want him. We want him all the time. Yeah. Let's keep going. It's amazing. Yeah. He uh, got us out of the Great Depression. He got us held steady through World War II. Is which this is more Scott referencing? <laughs> Okay. Now hold, you say something about the hold steady? <laughs> Big That's, fan of them, Craig Finn. That's so funny. Uh, and he, he, uh, remember, he visited Daddy Warbucks at one time on Annie. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty good. He had a pretty pretty decent... Uh, film career. Film career, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he just did so much. Uh, I mean, as a liberal American, he was as progressive as one could be in that time in setting up... Uh, Social Security and mm-hmm. other just government-run progressive forums to mm-hmm. get America back on top. I mean, it helped that there was a world war. Maybe he is carved on Rushmore at the height of which he appeared in a chair, and the others were standing. So, he's so there's obs- supposed to be five people on there, you're yeah, He's obscured by the forest of trees and things that are at the base of the monument. Was there... When they started carving it, mm-hmm. and they said, okay, put Roosevelt on there. Yeah. The guy was just like... Which... Oh, I don't know. He started... He, he got to like the glasses, and it was just like... And the mustache was yeah. like, uh-oh. How do I fit this guy that looks like Batman 66 Penguin on here now? I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do it. The construction... I mean, the president's faces started in 34. Uh, construction started in 27. On Mount Rushmore, wow. yeah, would have been confusing if they said put FDR on there. It would have been. Yeah, you're right. The governor of New York. What? Yeah. Uh, no. Which one is he? You think on that that monument? You said the carving started of the president started in what year? Thirty four to thirty seven. Uh, thirty thirty four is when the carving actually. The carving. Started. So before that, it was just Larry the Dynamite guy. Just blasting right. away. <laughs> Larry was had so much fun. I love the opening act for this Goots and Borglum fella. Is some maniac with three hundred like dispensable uh, um, immigrant assistants who just die every day as he just blows up a big rock in South Dakota. Sorry, that's a tangent. They originally wanted, by the way, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the guy whose idea it was Doan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, originally wanted to have American West heroes. Oh, there. yeah. So he wanted like Lewis and Clark. Yeah. And, and Buffalo Sitting Bill. Bull and, and Buffalo Bill. That's awesome. That would have been way cooler. Because they saw it as, this is a tourist thing, anyhow. Right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay, so Richard, did you have anything to add to the FDR? No, because he's the most president. Yeah, he is the most president. Yes, he he's the most president in terms of in terms of length of time. Yeah, yeah, you cannot get more president anymore. Yeah. than FDR. And I love that they they he just said nope after me, no, we can't do that. Who decided? Who who was it that said you you can't be president elect for more than two? When did that get decided? They wrote they wrote an amendment about it. Listen, our research staff here okay, is yeah. so underfunded yeah. in the new year. Uh, That's right. We've been we had a, well. We government this, we the government the, shutdown really hit us hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> That's what I'm trying the to say. The government made me shut down, and you can't visit. You can't visit Mount Rushmore no, right now. No, until the look, government opens again. There's a a shell station you can look at it through binoculars. You know what I love about FDR? Hmm. He had the balls to just start loading the Supreme Court with justices. Oh, and during his time, that basically, if I if if I remember correctly. 
on accounting right here, he appointed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine Supreme Court justices during his time in office. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay, it's including the- including one guy named Frank Furter. Oh, that's the best. Mm, yeah, I think he was. I, I'm pretty sure he was. Was he the sweet van set? He was not a German spy, that is for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Roosevelt tried to basically uh, pack the Supreme Court with more than nine justices. Oh. And there's a big fight about this because he basically said, well, there's nothing that says. And in the past, it's been a different number of Supreme Court justices. So why can't I just nominate as many as I want? Oh. And that many, takes balls. That takes balls. That just takes real yeah. polio shrunken balls. <laughs> There's our t-shirt. We've been doing this for three years. Finally, we got a t-shirt. Our new merch. <laughs> our new merch. <laughs> yeah, oh. ch- check out our cafe press shop anytime <laughs> Are soon. Are those prunes? Nope. FDR sack. Okay, this has been the Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmore President's Redux. Uh, the uh, president's that... Coulda, shoulda, woulda been on the Mount Rushmore, other than the ones that are. And we have uh, some great choices that have been presented by our competitors. And it revealed how much they are reaching singularity uh, so quickly in the year. I think they may reach the point where they actually do list off four of the same choices because there were some common choices. And so they'll each get four points for FDR. And they'll each get three points for Barack Obama. But now stuff's going to change because um, Richard's going to get two. Oh, no, it's going to be tied because Richard gets two for JFK. And Michael chose a Borkland bag, so he'll get two for Monroe. I think that's how it goes. For uh, Madison. Madison. Sorry, Madison. And then do you get one or two for your Borgland bag? You get one. I'll get one. For the Borgland bag. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this has been the uh, our, uh, very Byzantine scoring <laughs> practices <laughs> of the Mount Rushmore podcast, but it's been fun to discuss. Uh, let us know what your choices of presidents, or hey, maybe not even presidents, because was it that survey you were telling me that uh, they also picked like Beyonce and... Um, <laughs> What? I think John Cougar Mellencamp. There's all these people that... Yeah, John Cougar Mellencamp, one was, of our greatest presidents. Yeah, Ain't That America? Up on a statue! Ain't That America? Uh, no, I think they were... There were a lot of write-ins on that uh, survey about who should be up on the Mount Rushmore. And oh, Beyonce, were there? Beyonce got sizable mm. votes. I don't know how they do the hair. That seems, I don't know. Again, it seems tough. We're not ready for that, Jelly. Okay, this has been the Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmore Redux, and I am always Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. 